Since I started this podcast, I learned a new phrase, a call to action, or a piece of content intended to induce a viewer, reader, or listener to perform a specific act. Since this is episode 30, I thought I'd go bold and throw down the seven-day vegan challenge. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you very, very much for listening. I really appreciate that. If uh, you've been listening to other episodes, you've probably heard me talk about being vegan. Uh, What I haven't told you is how I probably am the least likely person ever to be vegan. Uh, I am from Arkansas, where as a kid, I hunted I went fishing Um, in high school. I worked at a grocery store where uh, one of my duties was in the meat department, cutting up chickens for uh, the customers and all kinds of stuff, tenderizing meat. I've been around my fair share of the whole process of killing and eating animals for a big part of my life. It wasn't until Kim got pregnant that I had the thought of going vegan. I had always just thought cows made milk. <laughs> that, that was in my head that that's just what cows did. It wasn't until Kim started breastfeeding that it dawned on me that cows have to be pregnant to produce milk. And I had already stopped eating beef when I discovered this. But uh, this was the moment of realization or uh, clarity that dairy was worse than eating meat from an ethical standpoint. And I don't know, maybe it was my childhood and seeing the rabbits and squirrels and and deer get uh, dressed, as they call it in the hunting world. Uh, I think they call it that because uh, disemboweled sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, I, I made the connection early on that meat was possible because an animal died. Um, so I see this video of uh, what dairy cows actually go through. And then that's when I decided to go ahead and try to be a vegan for a while. And I did have a lot of reservations at first. You know, I thought, oh man, this is going to be tough. No dairy, no cheese, uh, ice cream. I I love ice cream. <laughs> and when I voiced these concerns to Kim, you know, she made a point that I didn't have a comeback for. Uh, she said, we shouldn't be eating that stuff anyway. And it turns out she was right. Um, after I gave up dairy, my body was so grateful to me. (laughs) Um, It's basically sludge for your intestines. Um, Not to mention, all of this animal agriculture is, is just horrible for the environment. Now, when someone asks me why I'm vegan, it's hard to pinpoint a specific reason because there's so many good reasons. Um, my health dramatically improved. Uh, I was on a bad road uh, before I adopted this plant-based uh, lifestyle. 
I, I drank too much. I ate too much. And I had no energy uh, to work out or really do much other than just go to work, come home, and rinse and repeat. Uh, get up with just enough time to get out the door. And it this might sound crazy, but I don't think... I would be able to do this podcast and some of the other hobbies I have now if I wasn't vegan. Um, Hopefully I can connect those dots by the end of this episode. Now the first thing that I'm going to get into is the why. Uh, As I mentioned before in previous episodes, anytime I want to ignite change, I have to find a why. And at first it was an ethical reason. Um, Since my daughter came along, I have so much more compassion. And at first, I'll be honest, it was was annoying. Uh, I started caring about people more and making more of an effort to be kind to random strangers. It was weird. But after a while, I kind of got used to it. Um, And actually now I've embraced it. And when I saw that video uh, about the dairy cows... Uh, something happened. I'd I'd seen footage before of factory farms, but uh, this time I was just looking at it through a different lens. And here are some of the things I found out about the dairy industry. Um, As I mentioned before, cows must be pregnant to produce milk. And what that means is that they are impregnated multiple times throughout their life. So think about the logistics of this. They jack off a bunch of bulls and then they forcibly impregnate the cow with this long tube while she's tied to a table called a rape rack. And I'm not making that up. <laughs> you can check me out on that. Um, the calves, who the, ac- the milk is actually for, are then taken from their mothers and often they are veal. Um, and for anyone who doesn't think animals have emotion uh these mother cow cries for days after the the calf is taken away and you might think oh my god that's horrible um but the calf actually has a more humane treatment than a dairy cow Uh, after they give birth cows get hooked up to machines to pump the milk and then that often leads to mastitis in their udders And for those of you who haven't been around a nursing mother, that is a horrible state to be in. Um, I don't say these things to gross you out, okay? But if you're consuming dairy, you need to know this. Uh, Mastitis produces infections that contain something called somatic cells. Think about a zit on your face. Those are somatic cells. And so all that blood and pus it ends up in dairy products. So yes, they do filter it, but the industry has standards for acceptable amounts of this stuff. So after cows are about four years old, uh, they're physically and mentally just exhausted. Many times these cows will just collapse on the floor. Uh, These cows are called downers. Most of those cows are slaughtered for hamburger meat. And uh, this happens even in those organic uh, dairy farms too. And for you vegetarians out there, I, I was one too, so I'm not hating on you. 
but the dairy industry is basically the meat industry. Um, while a male calf at least gets just slaughtered right away, the dairy cow is sexually violated, mentally and physically exhausted, and then slaughtered. But let's just say this isn't your motivation. Uh, you're not motivated by the compassion side of this. There's numerous studies, which I'll post on my blog, uh, that show that those who consume the most dairy are at the highest risk of bone fracture and osteoporosis. Milk products also contain cholesterol. Um, dairy products are at the top sources of the artery-clogging saturated fat. And I know this defies everything that we've been told by the FDA, the government, the schools, everybody, and those stupid milk mustache commercials, those ads. Um, but the sad fact is, is people lie to make money. And dairy is a billion dollar industry, multi-billion. I don't have the figures, but it's astronomical. Regular consumption of dairy products also has been linked to prostate cancer. Um, dairy is associated with an increased risk of lung cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer. But maybe the health part doesn't motivate you either. You then have the environment. Uh, the U.S. dairy industry has a record of egregious water pollution. In fact, animal excrement and other agricultural runoff from large-scale farms have polluted nearly one-third of the rivers in the U.S. Uh, dairy production is incredibly water-intensive. It takes about 30 gallons of water to produce one glass of milk, uh, 50 gallons of water to make two slices of cheese, and 109 gallons of water for one stick of butter. And when you look at beef, it's not any better. If you're talking about meat, a third pound burger requires 660 gallons of water. According to a study commissioned by the United Nations, carbon dioxide emissions from raising farmed animals make up about 15% of global human induced emissions uh, with beef and milk uh, as the leading culprit. And we've been sold this snake oil for years. And worse, it's not only what they say it is, but it's actually bad for us. <laughs> and once you embark on this seven-day vegan challenge, you're going to feel better, um, both physically and mentally. It seems like everybody is worried about their protein these days. But the biggest shortcoming of the standard American diet is fiber. One out of ten people get the amount of fiber to live a healthy life. Take the seven day vegan challenge and see how good it feels to get the proper amount of fiber and protein for that matter. Um, it really is life changing. I'll be back after this. Are you sick of the dark and depressing news that floods our timelines and airwaves? Are you looking for entertaining news stories that will make you laugh? Maybe a few upbeat and inspiring news stories. We, we are, are the, the podcast, podcast for you. you. 
I'm Greg. And I'm Diana. And we are the hosts of the Podful of Sunshine podcast. Every week we bring you the funniest, craziest, off-the-wall news stories to come out of Florida. But Florida isn't the only place where crazy lives. We bring you the crazy news stories from all around the world. Join us every Monday as we review the crazy news stories of the week. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, basically any major podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And tell a friend. Welcome back to the Coffee Buzz. We're doing the seven-day vegan challenge. And now you might think, okay, Brad, dairy and beef, those are bad. But fish, chicken, eggs, they're okay, right? Those are healthy. Not so much. Chicken and poultry are one of the worst sources of protein out there. In the last decade, the time a chicken has to grow before slaughter has gone from several years down to just six months. And they pump these birds with hormones and steroids so they can sell them faster and in more volume. And the problem there is there's very little, if any, nutrients in the meat. It's all just protein and not even a good quality protein at that. They're given so many antibiotics. I didn't, this statistic blew me away. 80% of the world's antibiotics are given to factory farm animals. And it's no, no mystery why this is. They live in filth and squalor and they're sick all the time. Um, this causes bacteria to mutate, which then the bacteria evolves and makes antibiotics less effective um, when those 20% are taken by humans for illnesses. Eating meat also puts you at a greater risk for food poisoning because animal products are often tainted with fecal matter uh, during the slaughter process. Fecal contamination in chicken especially is a huge problem. Um, According to a consumer report, 97% of raw chicken in U.S. supermarkets is contaminated with bacteria that would make most of us sick. Most people will swap out red meat for chicken uh, in a bid to sort of lower their cholesterol levels or or be healthier. But they could be wasting their time. Um, One of my favorite doctors, uh, Dr. Michael Greger, has looked at the information and concluded that the impact of beef on human cholesterol isn't much worse than that of poultry or fish. He says, switching from red meat to white meat likely wouldn't make a difference to cholesterol. And that's really no surprise given how fat we've genetically modified chickens to be these days, up to 10 times more fat than they used to have a century ago. So there's a number of cuts of beef that have less cholesterol-raising saturated fat than chicken. And the FDA has admitted that chicken meat is filled with arsenic, um, a highly poisonous chemical. Uh, For those of you that don't know, it's uh, four times more toxic than mercury. Uh, The substance is given to chickens because it prompts quicker weight gain and less feeding. And... It also enhances the pink coloring of the raw meat. And when ingested, 
arsenic can lead to carcinomas, uh, basal skin cancer carcinoma, uh, liver, kidney, lung, and bladder cancer. And even if you, let's say you're like me, uh, back whenever I ate eggs and chicken and I switched to free range, organic, uh, humanely raised, um, it still has all those issues. I mean, in reality, the factory farming accounts for 99.9% of chickens raised for meat in the U.S., um, even if chickens have been raised on a free-range or organic farm, they often spend as much time in those crowded spaces as the conventional farms. Uh, this is just basically another marketing ploy uh, to say free-range or uh, humanely raised. I was only eating fish for a while because I thought, okay, this is the way to go. <laughs> this is uh, going to be a healthy way. But it turns out, Fish is badly contaminated with toxic chemicals, and they're known to cause cancer as well. Um, also, they're the most likely food to make you sick from bacterial contamination. They live in water that is polluted, and you would never dream of drinking it. But when we eat these fish, um, we're ingesting that toxic brew of bacteria, contaminants, and um, that's every time we eat fish. Seafood is the number one cause of food poisoning in the United States. And I used to be a big fan of the hard-boiled egg. I thought that was a healthy snack. But it turns out they're high in fat, cholesterol, and they don't contain any fiber. And for every 1% increase in the amount of cholesterol in your blood, there's a 2% chance increase in a risk of having a heart attack. And conversely, every 1% reduction in your cholesterol level reduces your risk of a heart attack by 2% on the other side. Um, one egg has 187 milligrams of cholesterol. Uh, eggs are the one of the most bacteria-filled foods you can find. Now, you can find studies that are going to contradict every claim that I've made. Um, but just know this. All studies are not equal. Most of the pro-animal product studies are industry-funded and have a huge agenda. Anytime you see some article about eggs being healthy, just look at the source of the article. So I want to touch on the benefits that I've experienced over the last three years of going vegan. Um, I don't want to oversell this. However, the results for me were dramatic. I mean, it transformed my life in so many ways. Uh, my blood pressure dropped. I sleep better. Uh, I have more energy than I did a few years ago. Um, before I made this change, I was over 220 pounds. <laughs> no lie. Uh, adopting a whole food, plant-based diet, along with some intermittent fasting, I was able to drop close to 50 pounds. And at the time, I really wasn't running or working out on a regular basis. Um, I just have more peace in my life now. Um, energy is never lost. It just gets transferred. And the food we ingest has an effect on our mental state. 
uh, we're because we are just absorbing that energy uh, the fear despair and the pain felt by those animals are they become a part of us when we eat that meat and the flip side to that is that when i stopped eating meat and dairy my body started receiving better information uh, i like to think of food like software for my computer body when i see all those micronutrient counts like potassium 422 milligrams protein 1.3 grams vitamin a c b6 magnesium all of that is like software code that my body runs to be its best most efficient self that was a banana by the way one of my uh favorite go-to foods now <laughs> and a plant-based diet can greatly help the environment and the environment could use your help <laughs> um, aside from impacting the climate change and the threatening ecosystem reliance global food production is the single largest driver of environmental degradation and in the case of the meat production the environmental working group found red meat creates up to 40 times more greenhouse gas emissions than other foods like vegetables and grains and fruits the expansion of cattle ranching is the primary cause of deforestation in the amazon rainforest and in the united states it requires 150 million acres of cropland to feed the nation's livestock think about all of this grain currently fed to livestock in the united states what if that were consumed directly by people and yes i know we don't eat the same grains but you could plant different grains there um the number of people who could be fed would be nearly 800 million so even if you're not in it for the animals or environment or your health it going vegan makes sense just for your fellow humans on the earth that are in need um one of the most common questions i get about being vegan is where do i get my protein <laughs> and i actually like this question because all protein comes from plants that's the origin um many people associate decaying animal flesh with protein but that's only because the animals ate plants uh think about some of the biggest mammals on earth elephants rhinos hippos horses all vegans um pound for pound there's more protein in broccoli uh or at least as much i don't know which one it is that's the big debate depending on the study you look at but there's as much protein there as there is in a steak only you don't get saturated fats or cholesterol or fecal matter and the second question i always get is what do you eat that one seriously makes me laugh um i but i totally get why people ask it um when you've been conditioned to think that a meal isn't complete without meat um it's hard to fathom somebody that doesn't eat that but if you think about it that's a very limiting belief system i mean there are over 40,000 
edible fruits and vegetables out there. And going vegan didn't limit my options. It actually opened them up. I have so many more foods now in my culinary repertoire. <laughs> uh, I'm eating jackfruit, quinoa, chia seeds, hemp seeds, lentils, goji berries, acai berries. I, I, can, I could barely pronounce that, you know, uh, a year ago. Uh, the list goes on and on. And now I'm starting to get hungry. So <laughs> I need to wrap this up. When I'm, uh, when I'm at work and someone sees my lunch, they always stop and just are in awe because my plate has so much more color than most of the time what they're eating. Your meals just, they turn into works of art. And as I said earlier, I would not be able to do this podcast if I wasn't on a plant-based diet. Um, I work a full-time job. I have a three-year-old. I'm currently training for a 25K trail run. Uh, On most days, I'm up by 5 a.m. either writing, recording, or exercising, and sometimes all three, not at the same time. I haven't figured that one out yet. Oh, yeah, and I'm 44 years old. Um, Now, I don't say these things to brag. (laughs) I'm probably the slowest runner of the people I know that actually run on a consistent basis. But it's, it's not about my ego. I'm, but I'm just shocked I'm able to get all this done and still have some energy left at the end of the day. And it was that initial act of going vegan that was the catalyst for all these things. It led me to stop drinking and take up a practice of meditation it's just uh, habits are contagious, you know, whether they're good or bad. They just, they feed off of each other. And this is why I'm pushing the seven-day vegan challenge. Uh, don't think about it for a lifetime. Just give it a week and approach it with an open mind, but get ready for things to change. I wouldn't be surprised if you go longer than that and uh, maybe even adopt a plant-based diet for life. It's no coincidence that the most healthy diet on the planet is also the most environmentally friendly and compassionate. Um, Most people don't know how good the human body can feel. So just step out of the comfort zone and uh, take the seven-day vegan challenge. I will be posting an extensive blog entry on this. I'll have my guide to going vegan along with videos, a uh, list of documentaries and books. And if you need more resources, just let me know, thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. If you need moral support, reach out to me. I will be your vegan coach slash cheerleader. (laughs) I got my pom-poms ready. (laughs) Let's do this. You can contact me at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. 